Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's a lovely evening here by the Billabong. Tonight's story is about a Hennestorian and an encounter with a local hero from the past. The cold breeze hits my face as I reach the top of the hill to check my bearings. My hike had led me from the popular surfing town of Margaret River. I caught a lift from a local surfer until I hit the coast. The surfer yelled a warning as I headed into the scrub. Yeah, watch the cliffs, eh? You drop off here, you'll be a goner. I'd come down from Perth for a few days to hike around the Margaret River district and had heard the stories of the local hero, Grace Bustle, the famous 16-year-old who had saved the passengers of the ill-fated SS Georgette. As the story goes, the old coal steamer was on its way from Fremantle, ferrying passengers to Adelaide in South Australia. The ship had sprung a leak and was spotted by a local Aboriginal boy who then rode to the Wallcliffe house where he alerted the family to the disaster. This was the only house along the coast back then. The young Grace rode back towards Calgaduck Bay to see that the ship had run aground and assisted several passengers to shore. Bravely, she rode her horse into the water during the storm. Thankfully, all passengers were rescued and Grace became a local hero. They even named a town after her not far from here, Gracetown. I was a historian looking to write my first great novel. I thought if I could just be closer to the coastline, inspiration would strike. But so far, it's only the harsh westerlies that's doing the striking. The sun was setting and I decided to set up camp on the beach. The sea breeze was cool as I sat and wondered where the ship's remains were buried. I woke to the sound of hungry birds squawking at me looking for something to eat. I rose slowly and checked my map. I was about three hours walk from the bay where the event happened. The morning sun rose from the east and heated up the land. It was about 27 degrees by noon, and the salty sea air smelt good. The land was dry, sea-swept trees made the trek difficult. I would walk close to the edge sometimes and had to scramble over prickly scrubs. I could hear the surfer's warning echo in my mind as I looked down at the waves crashing against the cliffs. I arrived at Caldergut Bay around noon. It was a lovely crescent bay. The sea was a light turquoise. I could see the dark reef dotted around the bay and wondered where the SS Georgette had eventually run aground. I set up my camera and was taking some photos when I noticed the strangest thing. There was a shimmering haze over the bay, not a mist nor a fog. I gaze along the coast and notice it follows the bay line, twinkling in the sunlight. I approached the haze and the closer I got, the more it looked like an invisible wall dancing in the wind. Like a curtain. I extended my hand and went to touch it and my hand began to fade. I pulled it back in shock and inspected my hand. Then I heard a faint sound. I looked out to the ocean and I saw it. An old coal steamer. I looked through my camera lens and snapped off a few pictures. Checking the images, I noticed that they were blank. Just the ocean. This was truly strange. I decided to get down onto the bay for a closer look. 
I made my way down through the haze, this barrier that shook my body. I moved slowly into the bay. I looked about and noticed the light had changed and it was getting dark. I turned to look back up and saw the sun shining brightly down through the haze. By the time I had made my way down to the beach, it was dark, and the weather had taken a turn for the worse. I could see the ship was trying to move towards the bay, looking to take shelter. I took out my camera and put on the zoom lens to get a better look. The ship was listing to one side. I could see the reef popping out as it drew closer to the safety of the bay. The ship turned around, revealing its name on the side. SS Georgette. What? No, it can't be, I said to myself. I looked up as the small steamer hit the black rock and ran aground. The crew and passengers fell about. I stood in shock watching as the crew jumped overboard and tried to swim for shore. I turned to see a young lady gallop up looking at me. Are you okay? Yes, I stammered. Just fine. She looked out towards the surf, took a deep breath, and steered her horse into the water. I watched as she rode out into the surf, slowly approaching the passengers. They reached out and grabbed a hold of the saddle, and she pulled on the reins. The horse slowly moved around and dragged them back to the shore. I ran up to one of the passengers, an older woman wearing old-fashioned clothes. She was in shock. I put my hand on her shoulder. She looked up and she said, I'm alive! I can't believe I'm alive! God bless her! God bless her! I watched as she brought in the crew and passengers, one after another, all clinging to the horse as he pounded through the surf. After the young lady had pulled the last of the passengers to shore, we all stood and watched as the ship slowly broke up. I looked over at a large man with a beard who appeared to be part of the crew. Everyone's here. Oh, thank God. The reef just tore apart. Oh, oh my God. I watched as Grace jumped down off the horse, shaking. She walked around checking to see how everyone was and then turned to me. It's a good thing you spotted her. What's your name? Emily, I said. I'm Grace. Were you on board? Uh, no. I was just hiking up from Margaret River, headed to Gracetown. Where's Margaret River? Margaret River? There's nothing around here called Margaret River. Emily, will you stay and help these people? I'll need to ride back to the homestead to reach Father to help. I turned and looked back up the hillside. The haze was starting to shift. Sorry, I need to... I said as I backed off. Grace watched as I turned away and headed back up towards the haze. I scrambled up the cliff towards the shimmering haze as the sun shone through. I looked back before I entered, bewildered at what I had seen. I forced my way back through, and there I was, standing in broad daylight. I looked back down, and through the shimmer I could see the storm raging along the bay. I ran along the coast, headed for Gracetown. I arrived hours later when the sun had set and banged on the nearest door of this sleepy tourist town. The lady was quite startled as I babbled about the sunken steamer. She called the police and they came soon enough. Miss, we've called the Coast Guard and there have been no calls or event that have come through the radio all day. I persuaded the officer to take me to the spot. We got down onto the beach via a coastal bush path and it was empty. Not a single passenger, not a strip of clothing, nothing. 
I looked about trying to see horses, tracks, something, anything. I don't know what to tell you. I saw them. They were English. The ship was just there. It was an old coal steamer. Coal steamers? Th- those aren't used today. They're too slow. It was the SS Georgette, I spattered. Look, um, Emily, I've lived here all my life, and there's never been a coal steamer running in these waters. Uh, I've got to get back. Do you need a lift somewhere? I declined and decided to stay in the bay for the evening. Before he left, the policeman turned. Where will you end your hike? I'll probably end up back at Margaret River, I said. Okay, well, do me a favour and let me know you got back okay. These coastlines are very dangerous. Oh, that's very kind of you, officer. No worries at all. You'll be safe out there. Hours later, I had made my way back south to the bay. The ocean breeze started to smash against the coastline, and it was hard to see clearly in the dark, and my torch batteries were fading. I decided to take shelter for the night and take some notes for my story. I sat in my tent under torchlight, scribbling away, taking notes of the strange events. My thoughts moved to the haze, the beach, the sounds of the ship breaking apart. This wasn't a dream. Eventually, exhausted, I drifted off. I shot up. The horn. I remembered it from last night. I jumped out of my tent with the torch in my hand and ran for the side of the cliff. There she was again, the SS Georgette. I watched from above through this haze. Watched as the passengers all jumped overboard. I watched as Grace, again, came galloping onto the beach from the bush path. I packed up my backpack as fast as I could and I headed down to the bay. I made it down to the coast and saw the SS Georgette break up again and sink under the white surf. All of the passengers were laying about drenched in shock. I saw Grace come out of the surf. She was gasping and jumped off her horse and collapsed. I dropped my belongings and ran over to her. She looked up, confused. I handed her a plastic water bottle. Drink this, I said. Where did you come from? I... I don't understand this. Are you Grace? Grace Bustle? Yes, that's right. But you're dead. We're not bloody dead, love. You lost your head. You know this lady? No, she wasn't aboard. We would have noticed her in this costume. I looked down at my blue jeans and red jacket. We need to get all of you off the beach. I have to get back to my father's house. I watched as Grace galloped off back up the bush path. I looked about as Grace and her family members served the passengers and crew hot drinks. Every now and then they would look over at me in bewilderment. Grace walked over and picked up my backpack and inspected the straps. What did you say you were doing down here? Uh, Hiking from Margaret River. Where's Margaret River? Just north of Perth and south is Bustleton. She reached inside and pulled out my mobile. She ran her hand curiously over the screen and it lit up. She yelped and dropped it on the floor. (gasps) The room went silent. They all stared at the device in fear. The first telephone line did not reach Western Australia for another 40 years. I leant down and picked up my phone, then started diplomatically. Thank you for your hospitality, but um, I must be going. I have a long way to go. I began walking back towards the beach. 
I knew now that wherever I was stuck, I had to get home. Hours later, I made my way back to the bay. I waited for that haze, my window back to my world, my present. I waited for three days. My rations went down, my water ran out. I'd get out and walk along the rocky rim, looking for the haze. I sat on the beach and watched as Grace came trotting Have back up. Have you been here for the last couple of days? I nodded. Looks like it. She looked at my wind-burnt face and cracked skin. She jumped off her horse and opened a saddlebag and handled me some apples. This place was so quiet before you arrived. I took them, thankfully, and began to eat. Grace walked up to my backpack, sitting on the rock, and pulled the zipper down. She looked in amazement. She reached into the bag, looking at the various objects from the modern age. She pulled out my tablet, a pen, and a waterproof plastic jacket. Oh, my lord! Who are you? I decided to relent and show her. I reached down and picked up my phone and began to show her my photos from Perth. The tall silver skyscrapers, the cars that people rode about in, sunglasses. Grace put her hand over her mouth in amazement. I pressed play on a video showing a festival I was at during the last summer. Grace, I started. Emily is my name. I'm a writer. Well, I'm trying to write a book. I was taking a hike here two days ago from Perth, arrived at Margaret River and headed up to Gracetown. A town they named after you, after you saved all those people yesterday. Grace stood there silently, her hand over her mouth. I'm writing a novel on you, and I don't know what has just happened, but I came to this bay for inspiration and saw this fog or haze, and then I saw the SS Georgette. I'm from the year 2020. This is freaking me out, trust me, I just want to get back home. Emily, I think it's best if you come back with me. The sun shines down brightly on my hometown of Margaret River as I slowly make my way down the tourist strip. I sigh contently at my new home having been assigned here from Perth. I was originally from a small village in England. This seaside town suits my case. I see the retailers putting out their signs, getting ready for the day's trade. I turn off the main drag and park out front of the Margaret River police station. Morning, Frank. What's the news? Uh, not much, buddy. A couple of drunks locked up from the Settlers Tavern. You know, quite enough. Oh, uh, did a lady pop in at all yesterday? She's a writer from Perth, hiking along the bay. No, mate, sorry, nothing. Perhaps she's still out there. Well, yeah, perhaps, but... You should have reached town by now. I'll, I'll have a look around. So I spent the next hour looking about various shops and tourist spots she would likely stop at. I began to wonder about her safety. Those cliffs are sharp. I've seen this play out before in the past. I pulled up and took out my equipment and began walking along the trail. After an hour, I came across an empty tent. 
The sleeping bag was left inside with some tins of food and water. Could be anyone, I thought. But the town was not filled with tourists. It was the quiet season. Well, I never thought I'd see your face again. I turned around to see an old lady standing there, hunched over. She was dressed in old brown clothing. She had a tattered backpack strapped to her back. She leant on an old-looking cane, her hands shaking on her weight. Uh, you... She smiled and hobbled past me and leant down into the tent. She picked up a bottle of water and inspected it closely. Things you take for granted. What was your name again? Um, Bill. Ah, that's right. Bill. So many years, Bill. I'm sorry, when did we meet? It would have been yesterday for you, but for me, it's been 40 years. So there I was, down in the bay, just another day when I saw it. Finally, after all these years, the haze. My way home. Righto, well, let's get you back to your car, okay? You don't recognize me? No. Well, we met yesterday. Boy, have I got a story for you. Hi, and thanks for listening to this week's episode entitled The Timeless Bay. The episode was written by myself, Adrian Barker, and performed by the very talented Maggie McCormack, Paige Joustra, Michael Jukes, and myself. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time by the Billabong.